Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Happy and blessed Saturday to everybody, and welcome to episode 371 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast, where tonight we'll talk a little bit about what's going on with Warner Brothers, Shazam 2, and Aquaman 2 have been delayed. Apparently, Aquaman 2's post-production is taking a lot longer than expected. I wonder if part of that has to do with them doing whatever it is that they're going to decide to do with Amber Heard. I wonder. Makes one wonder. Also, it could also just be the fact that it's going to have a massive amount of CGI just like the first film did, and so therefore that could also be a totally legitimate reason as uh, as to why as well. And unfortunately, that means, though, that Aquaman 2, which I don't have that much interest in seeing in the first place, it means that because that film is taking longer and therefore is being pushed to December of next year, of 2023, it means that in order to have that slot not be completely out in the open, this is a March slot, I believe, in 2023, they have decided to delay Shazam 2, which is the only DC film that I have any interest in going to see, because Shazam so far has been the only DCEU film that has had any interest, has held my interest, has entertained me to any real degree whatsoever, so good luck with that, but Warner Brothers continuing to seem... Like, they just have no idea what they are doing, especially in the midst of them wasting around $90 million on a Batgirl movie that they decided to not release, which is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my life. Even if the film is bad, I mean, come on. You're going to spend over $90 million or so on that film and not release it at all to try and make maybe just a little bit of money back? Again... Makes you ask the question about how bad that film really is, but at the same time, also, logically, even just business-wise, I don't see how that makes much more sense at all. Unless somehow they somehow perceive that the negative attention and the negative reactions could push more people away in the future, and that it was worth them taking the $90 million hit. Again, kind of just makes you wonder. Makes you wonder about a lot of things. But anyway... We're talking about that. Also, I was able to see two movies today. The wife is out of town, going to see some family. Uh, so she and baby Thor are were on the road. They got to their location safely down in Florida. Uh, so shout out, of course, to Freya, baby Thor. Um, but uh, because of that, I was actually able to have a little bit of extra time. So I was able to get the yard work done early. And I was able to sit down and watch a couple of movies. Uh, some had been, rec- a couple have, uh, one of them had specifically been recommended to me. And that was the film Samaritan with Sly Stallone. And then the other film was 13 Lives, which is the brand new Ron Howard movie, or I guess somewhat relatively new Ron Howard film, which I was not expecting a lot from because I've never been a huge fan of Ron Howard's work. Obviously, there are some exceptions to that. He's made some really good movies. And hey, I can say it seems that he has returned to form with this movie at the very least. So I'll talk about that in more detail as well as my mostly positive thoughts about the film Samaritan, which is just a darn good time, I would say. But before we get any further, though, please make sure you smash that like button, light that fire button if you're watching over on Odyssey. And shout out, of course, to the DLive fam. If any DLive fam are watching, I have the chat now in the OBS. In the OBS. And so now I can see all of the different chats from YouTube, Odyssey, and DLive. Whew. Things are getting a crazy. Uh, before going any further, I do, of course, want to shout out Lady Fossilot. I will get to your super chat in just a second once I catch up with the live chat. And Low Watermark, thank you for gifting five Army of Asgard level memberships, you mad lad. Anyway, let's go ahead and say hello to some people. We got input latency in the chat, and he tagged to say, Hail and 
God bless peeps. Today's a good day. Hope I can catch the latter half of the stream. At least I hope that you are able to do that as well. JKD Buck, who is a member, says, uh, scam to an Aqua Persk 2 delayed. Last night, I finally watched Top Gun 2. It was so good. Finally, dude. What have, what's taken you so long? Don't tell me you watched it at home. You should have seen that thing in the biggest theater you possibly could have. I sure hope you did. But also, Shazam 2? Shazam was actually a lot of fun, the first one. And based on the trailer, I'm actually kind of looking forward to the second one, which is why I'm kind of upset that it's not going to be competing up against the Avatar. Now, again, I totally understand why Warner Brothers would say, yeah, you know what? We could keep this here. We could just keep that March slot completely open just in case we need it. But, hey, let's maybe not put this up against Avatar 2, even though I personally don't think the film is going to do nearly as much money as the first one did. It's still, I think, going to make a lot. I'm not that naive, even though I hate the film, even though I, I hate everything that James Cameron has done with that universe, and I just, I, I just can't stand the fact that he is wasting some of the best years or some of the latter years, at the very least, uh, later years of his life in Pandora making a thousand Avatar films instead of doing other things like maybe creating really good transfers of his classic films or making other properties instead. Um, you know, instead he's he's doing this. So <laughs> that all being said, despite my thoughts about it, I still am not going to deny the fact that there's going to be some universal appeal to that movie, that foreign box office is especially going to be massive for it, and I suspect the film will be an easy billion-dollar movie. But... Still sad to see Shazam 2 get pushed back to March of next year because that was one of the only films I had really left uh, left to look forward to as far as, uh, you know, coming out in the next few months. Brian Barth in chat, hello to you. Selena Redwine, Selena's Cellar Door, hail to you. Thanks for being here. We got Shorty Short, Laura, the modern major general of the channel. Thank you for being here, Laura, modern away. Daniel, what's going on over on Odyssey? I see you over there. Thanks for hanging out. We got Miss Minnesota Hockey Fan, who is a member. Hail to you. We got Gmonkey76, who is also a member as well. Uh, yes, congratulations to Mahler. was episode, what, 200 yesterday? So shout out to uh, Mahler for having an amazing uh, stream. Looks like he said it destroyed M-O-M. Uh, is that Multiverse of Madness? Well, that's a pretty easy film to destroy, and if anyone is going to do it as best as possible... I would pick no one else other than Mahler himself, so I imagine that that was probably pretty amazing. Stephanie B, what is going on? Hail to you. Glad to hear that you had a great show last night on Soup to Nuts. Thank you again for being here. Uh, I saw Tina in the chat earlier, so it looks like that she was she was going to she was going to uh, be. <laughs> going to be resting, or you were hoping that she was going to be resting. I, she's been on the Discord at least a couple of times today, uh, having great conversation with the people, so I, I, I assume that she was going to be here tonight as well, and I see her in the live chat as well, so shout out to Stephanie B and Tina B, both amazing people. Stephanie B, of course, having a birthday coming up, so early birthday wishes to Stephanie B. And, uh, of course, shout out to Tina B for being here despite having shoulder uh, issues. Hopefully, the shoulder is fine. Hopefully, it does not need surgery, so prayers heading both of y'all's way. We got Orange Eye Reviews. Hail to you. Thank you for being here. It says, hail, chat. Hail, Odin. Lots of DC news today. Found out that Ezra Miller's apology might have been a fake as he didn't seem to mind the string of bad headlines. Discord DMs for the link to the article. Yeah, I saw the... So, yeah, I, I pulled up the article beforehand, and I will be... It's a Hollywood Reporter article, I, I, if I remember. Let me see if I can pull that back up again. Um, yeah, Hollywood Reporter. I, I'm going to be honest, dude. It's actually a bit of a nothing burger article. All that it says is that he met with... 
the heads of Warner Brothers to to talk about the movie. <laughs> so it really didn't say a whole lot of stuff that we don't already know. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I, I just don't personally see that as much of a big story. Obviously, I think anything we find out about the allegations against him, those would, to me, be, be you know bigger stories and things that I hope, if there is anything out against him, that it is uncovered. And if there isn't, that, you know, as I said... On previous streams, and I will say it again, uh, I can dislike somebody, but at the same time, I'm going to want to hold them to the same standard that I would want anyone else held to, and that is, of course, innocent until proven guilty, and so far, there's been a lot of allegations. There, of course, have been a couple of instances where there have been actual videos of, and we can absolutely call those out specifically because there seems to be uh, clear evidence there, but when it comes to some of the most egregious stuff against him... Really, all we have at this point are allegations, and that doesn't mean that it's true or false. It just means that it needs to be properly litigated, so we have to, of course, wait and see again. I would expect that to be for anyone else. Gotta, again, gotta hold the same standard to everybody. It's, it's really the best thing that we can do. Alice McCarthy, hail to you, good sir. He says, howdy, Odin, how's it going, how's Thor? Love Samaritan, 9 out of 10. Yeah, I actually agree with uh, your score. Maybe not to give it as high of a score. Definitely not to give it as high of a score because I definitely had definitely had some problems. Some of the CGI, especially um, there, there's a part in which you see a younger CGI'd Stallone, and it just does not look good. Um, it, it makes the <laughs> it makes the younger Luke Skywalker in Mandalorian look like Shakespeare. I guess is the best way for me to think of it in comparison. But uh, yeah, it, it's got some of those issues in it, and overall, it's. It's nothing too memorable. It's not a movie that I'm going to want to go to watch again and again and again, but it's a fun movie, no doubt about it. So definitely can understand why people are enjoying it. All righty. Let us see who else is in the chat tonight. We got Lord Toth in the chat. What's going on? David L. says, Aquaman 2 to be the greatest movie ever. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, again, the first, uh, the first billion-dollar film in the DCEU, was Aquaman 1, but let's just be honest, has anyone gone back to rewatch it to an excessive degree? Again, maybe you're one of those persons. I'm not saying that those people don't exist. I'm just saying that Aquaman 2 or Aquaman 1 even, the Aqua universe is really, I don't know. It's it's just so artificial because of all the CG green screen. I, I just, I don't, I don't see it. I don't understand. I don't understand the love that it gets personally. I definitely see it as one of the better of the DCEU films, especially compared to a lot of the Zack Snyder work, but ultimately, ah, again, leaves leaves a lot to be desired. Uh, Egg over on Odyssey, hello to you. Again, if you have a comment or question that you want read aloud on the channel, please put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment, at Odin, it lets me know that you're trying to get my attention and that you actually want me to read your comment as I am live on YouTube, DLive, Odyssey, and so with all that, I need to have some system and the best system that I found is to have a code word, as it were, and that code word is at Odin. Unfortunately, I can't highlight uh, highlight chats on other channels other than YouTube. Again, that's just the way it goes sometimes. Let us say, yeah. once they create the technology for it, I will be happy to use it. Let's see, Mark Oquist, what is going on, Mark? I feel like it's been a while, man. Glad to have you back. Top Gun 2 proved again that a sequel can be good, says J.K.D. Buck. Yeah, not just that, but also that Hollywood can actually make good movies. You just need to have a, you you need to have the right mindset, and, and apparently you need to have a strong enough personality. And you know whether you love him or hate him, Tom Cruise, we can all say has a strong personality. But you need 
a strong personality behind the camera, basically, you know, uh, keeping the reins, as it were, having some control over the reins to to actually put it into practice. And sure enough, we got ourselves a pretty darn entertaining film in Top Gun 2. And I'm just, I'm just, hey, kudos to them for making as much money as they are, but I'm not going to lie. I am definitely ticked off at Paramount for the fact that even still now after, what, 13, 14 weeks after it's been released, they only have it available to purchase on digital for $20. They're not letting you rent it or anything. And again, I know it's to make money, but it's like, bruh, bruh, you've already made over 500 plus million dollars in net gain profit. I mean, there, there's being profitable and then there's just being greedy at, at this point. I mean, I have to wait until November until I get my steelbook. What is this nonsense? What is this nonsense, Paramount? <sighs> anyway. We got Rosie G12 in the chat. Hail to you, Rosie. Thanks for being here. Super Anime Gamer says, Hello, what is up, my dude? What is going on? Thank you very much for being here. David L says, Poor Jurassic World looks like it will end up 9 to 10 million short of a billion so close. Well, just keep in mind that it is still out at different theaters across the world. So I, I said this in another video. Again, a billion dollars is definitely a possibility. Uh, it's definitely still a possibility for that movie. It is still open domestically, where it has made it made one hundred and seventy thousand dollars the other day. So it's at nine eighty seven point eight million dollars right now worldwide. So it really is pretty close. Now, could it come in under a billion? Sure, but here's the thing: if you're that close to a billion dollars, and you are a company like Universal, where you've had some you know big films, right? But ultimately, you know, you kind of maybe want to have a, a have like a real impressive film. And granted, also, Jurassic World Dominion is still a completely garbage movie. Um, I mean, I just it's it's a movie that was so it would have been so easy for them to have a home run, bring back so many members of the original cast, having that nostalgia, and yet they they still they still balked. They 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 still completely. Missed the plot, missed the entire point, missed every possibility that they could have done with it, and instead left us with this hollow shell of a movie that still also made a lot of money. Again, not not going to be able to uh, deny that fact. But yeah, at $987 million, even a studio like Universal could easily push it out to a bunch of theaters domestically, internationally, could say, hey, we're going to give you posters, or hey, we're going to do this or that, and could bump themselves up to a billion dollars. So... That, that is absolutely still a possibility for them to be able to actually pull that off. And I wouldn't be surprised if it had something to do with that specifically. Granted, we, of course, can't forget the fact that $157 million of that almost billion went to China, of which China gets about 75% of that. <laughs> so congratulations to Universal for being one of the best friends of China. Of course, everyone always likes to talk about Disney, but Disney also hasn't had a lot of films released there in the more recent times because of their attempt to push identity politics, which at least the Chinese even, you know, hey, when you have to say a good thing or when you can say a good thing about about the Chinese Communist Party, you know, things are really bad, right? If the one positive thing that they've done is that they've said, yeah, you know what? We don't want your woke propaganda in our country. Can't say I blame them for that. I can blame them, of course, for the various human rights violations, which is why I'm going to continue to call it companies like Universal and like Disney or any other company, Warner Brothers, etc., who does dealings with the CCP because, hey, this one movie alone, right, Jurassic World Dominion, that's over $100 million to the CCP to continue, continue their human rights violations. So, 
I still think it's possible for them to be able to do it. I, I at this point I don't want them to just out of pure spite for <laughs> for the, for the, like the two or three commenters who are like, "Ooh, it's gonna do it!" Ooh, and it's like it's still a terrible movie. So even if it does, congratulations, it's still a bad movie. <laughs> just just because your movie makes money doesn't make it good. We've had this as established fact for a long time. <laughs> Let's see, Egg over on Odyssey tag to say, Canning Batgirl could be a sacrifice to the fans to prove they're serious about getting their direction corrected. Yeah, you could say that, Egg. You definitely could. Uh, again, the uh, that's why I said I think that one reason they could do it is that if the film tested so poorly and it is as bad as some have indicated that it is, then what you could have them trying to do is trying to avoid any further bad press. So that, that absolutely could happen. So that's why that is within the realm of possibility. But think about how bad that movie would have to actually be. As far as it being a sacrifice to show goodwill, I, I mean, if they honestly wanted to show goodwill with the fans, they would be doing a lot more with The Flash. They would be doing a lot more as far as indicating this pleasure with Ezra Miller and, and things like that, right? I mean, that to me, if they're going to try and do that, try to have a sign to the audience and to try to gain their trust, that's the way that they do it. They, they go after the Amber Heards, who has a lot of negative press. You go after the Ezra Millers, who have a lot of negative press. You don't go after Batgirl, which no one even really even knew about or knew even existed or had any care about whatsoever. I mean, that to me is just like, okay, I don't, that's why I don't see it as a sacrifice necessarily i think it makes a lot more sense for them to do it to try and save face basically thinking of it as a long-term save like so like they're they're losing the 90 million right and really when you think about the discovery deal going into effect the question is you know when was that money spent was discovery even a part of that process i don't think they were and so really it's losses i guess that they're taking on so again you have to kind of weigh it and and see it from that perspective i guess but I just don't see it as a sacrifice necessarily is what my main point from all of that is. Anyway, 70B says, I'm sending Tina home early, her poor shoulder. Well, I hope that it heals up quickly. But if you do go home, stay off the Discord. <laughs> uh, anyway, join the Discord server if you haven't already. T- click on the top link because Tina is in, uh, especially the movies chat, Always great discussions going on in there. A lot of it has to do with Tina. So again, Tina, thank you so very much for being active in that Discord server and for having awesome conversations. But yes, if you're going to rest, get off the Discord. <laughs> Lord Toth, what's going on? We got Osmodeus, what's going on? Hail to you. Again, I think that could potentially be a reason why they could be doing it, but think about how much CGI was in the first film. I think that they could just be delaying it because of how much CGI is going to be in this one. Keely Chow, who's a member, hail to you. Thanks for being here. Lady Fossilot, thank you again for uh, chatting, saying, Hail to chat. Odin, will you be reviewing Padre Pio? I, I do want to review that film, absolutely. Uh, for those that do not know, uh, this is definitely something that I, w- I knew was going to come up, and I definitely want to talk about it. Uh, Shia LaBeouf, uh, actor Shia LaBeouf. Uh, he, is, he is one of the most intriguing actors in Hollywood today. I don't think that there is any more interesting or intriguing actors as far as where they were, where they went, where they are, like all of the different factors that you think about, all of the different things that you think about. It's kind of amazing when you look about when you look at his career, going back to even Stevens, you know, going into his, his just, you know, run ins with insanity that he will not divide us camera. Do you all remember that? 
Remember back in like, was it 2016, 2017, right? He had an anti-Trump thing and it was like a live stream going on. I remember when, when Steven Crowder uh, was setting up live streams using <laughs> his live stream. Uh, it was like an art display in, I want to say, New York. And it was all about he will not divide us. And like he's screaming in people's faces. And then all of a sudden we get the news over the last, like just the last week really, that he's converted to Catholicism. Um, now, I, I've, I've seen a follow-up. Someone was able to share with me information, and, and thank you, uh, you know who you are. Thank you for sharing this information with me to clarify in the Discord, actually. So again, shout out to the Discord. And that was just clarification on exactly where he is in his conversion. So essentially, he was in RCIA, which if you don't know what that is, that is the process by which someone who is a non-Catholic who decides to become Catholic, it's them learning about the Catholic faith, getting all those details before either receiving baptism if they've never been baptized or receiving confirmation um, if they're entering in the church from another Christian denomination if their baptism was seen as valid. So apparently he was in RCIA but never finished because of his schedule, was not able to finish um, but clearly, most recent interviews he's had from Padre Pio talking about his conversion experience, he seems to be very, very clear about his his commitment to and belief in the Catholic faith. And so I would assume that the RCIA is going to be coming soon or the completion of it uh, coming soon. And so that, you know, I, I obviously would pray and hope that by by at least this coming Easter, uh, if he can be confirmed into the faith, that would be amazing. But yeah, I mean, during the process of him uh, learning about Padre Pio uh, as he was going to portray Padre Pio in an upcoming film, he actually spent some time with with monks from Padre Pio's order to learn a little bit more about their lifestyle, and through this was was converted. Um, and it's just an amazing thing. And one of the coolest things about it is this interview he's done with Bishop Barron. You can find it on YouTube. Just look up, uh, you know, uh, Bishop Barron and uh, and Shia LaBeouf. It's it's been making the rounds. He talks a lot about his conversion and says that it wasn't only Padre Pio, but it was especially the Latin Mass. As you all know, I'm a traditional Catholic. I do Latin Mass exclusively. It's just, to me, the, the, the reverence and the worship, you know, which is what Mass is supposed to be. It's supposed to be a worship of God, right? It's supposed to be um, directed, you know, squarely at God, not at, not at us, right? It's not about us. It's not about the us show. It's not about the pre-show, right? It's, it's, about, it's about God, and that, that's what the Latin Mass has, which the Novus Ordo just doesn't have. Just doesn't have it. Um, and just, he was bringing this up in the interview, and it was funny because he was starting to go off about the Latin Mass, and then Bishop Barron, who is very much a, an apologist for the, the post-Vatican II era and all these other things that have happened, um, he, he decides to kind of like try to slow it down and say, Let's talk, let, let me talk about your acting. Like he, so he tried to shift the conversation away. And it was just interesting. It was very interesting to see that play out the way it did. But hey... It's awesome. So awesome to see Shia LaBeouf um, go through this process. But as I said, he is the most intriguing person. Again, whether you're Catholic or not, it doesn't, I mean, I think that anyone with eyes can say his career path, where he was, where he went, where he is now, and where he soon will go. I mean, again, there are so many things that he has done in his career. I mean, the green screen, just do it! To him appearing in music videos, to him appearing in the Shia LaBeouf song video, I mean, again, there just there are so many parts to his career, and hey, at the, at the end of the day, too, you know, uh, if this if this conversion experience that that he seems to be very authentic about, um, if it helps him get uh, the help that he he needs, because clearly he's gone through a lot of struggles, he's had a lot of demons, um, 
And obviously, you know, ultimately it's only when we, we put our entire faith and trust in God that, that miracles happen, you know, that we are able to do the change that we never thought possible. I hope that that's, that's what he's going to be able to do. I really do. But yeah, it's awesome to see, to see that happen. So yeah, thanks for bringing it up. Lady Fosslot. Definitely very happy to, to see that. And obviously praying for him and praying that, uh, that his conversion comes to fruition, um, being brought into the church officially, um, typically during the Easter vigil when those confirmations happen. Keely Chow, what's up? Howdy, howdy, howdy. Um, let's see. JKDBuck76 says, is, is Amber Heard going to be an awkward person or not? Y'all, y'all can use those, 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 ty- again, I try to stay away from that kind of stuff personally. Y'all do you. Uh, that's just me. I, I don't, again, the name calling, I understand it completely. I'm not defending this. Again, I think Amber Heard has done a lot of terrible things. I think the court case, especially with Johnny Depp showed a lot of things, a lot of terrible things. Um, and I think that she der- deserves to be criticized for it, but there's a better way of going about it than that. And that's just, you know, that's why like, for instance, when we talked about Ryan Johnson, a lot of people would call him Ryan roundhead and things like that. It's like, I try to avoid that as much as possible because I'd rather go after the ideas or go after the actual thing itself than, you know, external things that don't really do much. Again, that's just my own perspective. Gary Benjamin Sandwich says, hello, watch Samaritan is streaming and not theatrical for sure film. Yeah, absolutely, Gary Banjo. I think that that is a very good take on the film Samaritan. It is very well placed on, on Prime and on, on just the streaming service in general. I, I don't think it would have been a film worthy of going to see in a theater necessarily. Maybe matinee pricing. I think if you were paying like five, six bucks to go see a movie and you're like, hey, I want to be entertained for an hour and a half. I think that that would be a, a perfect movie for that. But yeah, like a Monday or rather a Friday or Saturday night movie premiere paying 13 to $17. No, 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 no. Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. All righty then. Let's see. Rosie G12, hail to you. Let's see who else is here. We got Cacao and Cookies and Minions. What's going on? We got Super saying the reason for delays being circulated is that Warner Brothers is out of money. They only have enough cash for two movies for the rest of the 2022. They picked Black Adam and Don't Worry Darling. Well, as I said, the earlier article um, that I saw from Deadline at the very least talked about that. No, it's it's actually because of Aquaman 2's um, post-production taking longer. And as I said, that actually does make sense logically when you remember how much CGI was in the first film, how much more CGI is likely to be in this film, uh, not to mention the rendering of those effects. And I'm sure the Amber Heard stuff has not helped them at all. So I, I'm imagining that all of those are factors that are leading to it. Um, but again, that, that was what I saw in one of the more recent articles, not that they were out of cash necessarily. Low Watermark says, Sleet. Well, what's going on? Uh, Basil, what's going on, Basil, or Basil? See, it's spelled almost like Brazil, which is why I think Basil, but then it also reminds me of the name Basil. Basil Exposition? Maybe. But hail to you. Thank you for being in the chat. There's Tina and Steph. Thank you all again for showing up and being here today. Always being awesome stuff. Let us see. Again, low watermark. Thank you for those five uh, donated memberships. You were awesome. Again, please put at Odin at the very beginning of your comments. Let's know you're trying to get my attention. Let's see. Someone's apparently saying it's not showing up on the subscriber list. Sorry to hear that. That's why I always recommend people to join the Discord server for notifications. Also, my local community. I post links there. I try to post links before the shows. So that way, if you have it and you want to get notified of new videos or new live streams, you get notified that way. Since YouTube's notifications don't necessarily work. So... 
At least there are alternatives and ways of getting notified that are outside of the YouTube system. Though, of course, the most, <laughs> the most convenient of all of them would be YouTube actually working. But they have, I guess, other priorities, which is not anything to do with actual creators. <laughs> but taking away the like button, rather taking away the dislike button and, and doing other nefarious stuff behind the scenes. All right, let's see. Mike Jackson, hail to you. Thanks for being here. Um, let's see. Sherry Allen, what's going on, Sherry? Hope you are feeling well. Hope things are going well. Let's see. Laura says, I've only seen the opening of The Samaritan. Interesting opening sequence. I love a good voiceover. Yeah, and it. I, what I really like about it, for those that have not seen Samaritan, uh, again, it's on Prime Video, and the opening sequence is a very, it's very comic booky. so it's it's... It's actual visuals, but it's made in a comic book style almost. And that's why I like it is because it's a comic style. I don't necessarily think it's based off of an actual comic. Again, I could be wrong on that. So it's interesting just to see them do a comic movie, maybe maybe outside of the comic industry itself. Again, please correct me if I'm wrong on that, but I don't remember seeing them, say, inspired by the graphic novel or, or by the, the comic or anything. So... Always interesting to see those those perspectives take place. But yeah, it was overall entertaining film. So I would say if you've gotten past the intro and you are intrigued by the story that it's telling, I would say that there's there's only really one twist in the movie and you kind of see it coming a mile away. But that's not what the movie is really there for. It's not meant to have you on the edge of your seat like, ooh, I wonder what's going to happen. Um, you know, and uh, it, it's meant more so just to be that that type of fun popcorn type movie. Jake Buck says, I watched at home. I am sick, and so is our dog. Well, that makes me sad. Took you that long to go see it, and then you waited till you were sick to watch it. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Rob D. Tag say, hello, Odin. Have you gotten any new audiobooks recently? I've not gotten, uh, haven't done a lot of the audiobooks recently. I've been mostly doing podcast listening, music listening, things like that. And I'm still trying to work through some of the other audiobooks uh, in general. I did finish this is months ago. This is this is back when I, I think I finished this on my way back from the Dallas trip. Actually, I did finish the first audiobook or the first book in the X-wing series. It's fantastic. I already have the second one ready to go. And I know that Disney is again one of the few things Disney's actually doing well is they are re-releasing a lot of their older the the EU novels because <laughs> even they have to recognize yeah you know what. People don't want to listen to the new stuff. Maybe they will listen to the old stuff and bring in, you know, voice actors like Mark Thompson, who is just so great at doing all of the voices, whether new or established characters. He's just so great at it. So, um, yeah, so very excited to see him attached to that series um, in general. Mike Jackson says, Avatar equals Dance with Wolves, alien style. Yeah, I mean, it's been said before, but it's, yeah, Dance with Wolves meets Pocahontas meets Ferngully. And it's like, if I want to see a film about natives, I, I will watch Pocahontas or I will watch Dances with Wolves or, you know, a plethora of other films. If I want to see a film about environmental issues and destroying planets and things like that, guess what? Ferngully. At, at least Ferngully has Robin Williams doing the voice of Batty. And, and then you've got Tim Curry doing an amazing voice work for the Smog Cloud. Toxic love. So good. Again, I'd much rather watch Fern Gully. GMonkey76 says, never saw the first blue Fern Gully. Won't watch the next 10. Exactly. 
Yeah, I, I, I unfortunately will be forced to watch it, but it is what it is. David L says, I would much rather see a, a single new John Carpenter movie than five of the crap that James Cameron has been producing. Definitely agree with the sentiment there for sure. Absolutely. Uh, and Blade 64, time to say 200 for EFAP is on now. Well, I mean, again, I, I know that he's doing, what, a forever stream? So when I say that it was, it's still technically true. Just because he happens to stream for multiple, multiple hours. <laughs> I'm not going to keep track of that stuff. Again, I love Mahler. I think he does great work. I, I can't keep up with this stuff, though. It's just too much. Too much. General Wingster says, I completely agree, Odin. The sooner the Amazon rainforest is destroyed, the better. Dang, General Wingster. What do you mean? What do you mean? Lord. <laughs> See, Tina Tag say, I was using my speakerphone and my iPhone is bloody sick of me. Leaving in about 25 minutes, I'm actually on the stupid keyboard. Again, Tina, do do whatever makes you happy. Do whatever makes you happy. Don't stress. Don't ever stress. Alrighty. Let us see. And also remember, I, I put this in the Discord, which is why I also put another message in the Discord, which no one responded to. It's okay. It's about just trying to help with communication, seeing if y'all have like some better communication apps out there. Because one of the things that I put in there is that one of the things that you can do if you're trying to post a link or, or something like that is, again, I've, I've showed this before, but I don't know if it's gotten through because I haven't seen confirmation about it. But if you just do these command links, so I'll go ahead and do one for Tina's channel. Uh, if you just do the exclamation point Tina, it will then auto, you know, cause Heimdall to then post the link for your channel. So again, uh, check, check the, uh, check our, uh, <laughs> check our, uh, Valkyrie, uh, text chat. All right. Let us see. Ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba. Yes. I'm Osmondius. Absolutely. Again, if we're going to expect, People we like to be held to that standard, we have to hold people we don't like to that standard. I've mentioned this before, and I'll say it again. It's like Thomas More in A Man for All Seasons. If you tear down the law and the devil turns around on you, like you tear down the law to try to find the devil, to try and catch the devil, he turns around and you have nothing to hide behind again or hide behind anymore, what have you got? If we don't have principles and we don't try to stand on those principles, we got nothing. We got nothing. Uh, Tina B, you have a good evening. Thank you again for stopping by. Please rest up. Just sit back, relax. No more typing or talking into a voice chat. <laughs> uh, let us see. Or voice to text. Because that's still working. Let's see here. Uh, Gary, let's see. Gary Badger said, what's tag to say? They clearly are deleting a turd from Aquaman 2. Again, I think that that is the easy thing to say. I definitely think that that is the easy thing to say, but ultimately I, I do still believe that the visual effects taking a lot longer than they expect is absolutely still a legitimate reason. Just knowing what I do about what kinds of time these types of movies take, especially when you have massive amounts, <laughs> massive amounts of CGI, etc. I mean, it's just, again, it, it just is not really all that uh, surprising whatsoever to, <laughs> to, to have anything like it, you know? Let's see. Alice McCarthy says, I will go as far to say that Samaritan is the best, best uh, is the best superhero movie of 2022. Well, I mean, I guess it depends on what you define as superhero movie because, uh, again, I wouldn't necessarily say everything everywhere all at once is a superhero movie per se, but there's hero elements in it. So I don't know. 
I like that one. Hail to you. By the way, people, you don't need to tag me more than once. Uh, if, I, if I've already seen you in the chat, if you're new in the chat, I, I typically will shout you out. Uh, if you haven't tagged me, again, if you're the first person, if you're like the first time that I've seen your name or it's been a while since I've seen your name. Uh, speaking of which, Mr. Peabody, what's going on? Good, sir. Been a while. Glad to have you back in the chat. Let's see. Rosie, who is a member, says, did you hear about Shia LaBeouf? Yeah, talked about that. Uh, he's a trad, no less. At least that's what he told Bishop Barron. Yeah, it's a very fascinating interview, to say the very least. Jonah Wingster, Jurassic Park is only one great movie with one decent sequel. Yeah, pretty much. The first one is iconic. The second one's fun. The third one's bleh. And then you have the Jurassic Worlds, which the first one, okay, it exists. Second one was garbage, and the third one was also garbage. So, yeah. But it makes money. So don't be surprised if you see a lot of see if you if you see any more. <laughs> don't be surprised if you see any more. That's that's all I'll say about that. Just another red shirt. Hail to you. Thanks for being in the chat tonight. Super says regarding Batgirl, Alan Horn is back consulting for Warner Brothers. The movie is described as damaging the uh, the brand by DC standards, and they got a nice tax write off. See that that makes the most sense to me. Is that but but again, it also raises that question. How bad is that? Now I want to see the movie. I want to see Batgirl. That's right. You heard me. I want to see it. The reason why is because if a movie is so bad that they will scrap it for a $90 million loss that they could have made some of it back in the short term because they thought that the long-term damage was going to be so significant, I need to see that movie. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. That, that That's the kind of movie that I need to see. Because how bad, how bad does it have to be for that kind of stuff, you know? Egg over on Odyssey says, I don't know about new John Carpenter movies, although five of his earlier movies were my favorites. His later movies were way too Carpentery. Ghost of Mars, ugh. Yeah, never saw Ghost of Mars. Never saw Ghost of Mars. Um, really, honestly, I don't really have a lot of John Carpenter's filmography memorized or really... Uh, you know, in my collection necessarily, I, when I think of John Carpenter, I think about, of course, The Thing, and I think about um, Halloween, but ultimately, th- those are the only things that really pop up for me, at the very least. <sighs> at least what my mind thinks about. Let's see, Super says, what's funny is despite Zaslov's uh, ruthlessness and attempts to save money, Warner Brothers stock is worth half what it was at the beginning of the year, and some sources estimate a loss of $30 billion in market and mark cap. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, you look at what Warner Brothers has done just in the movies. I mean, I mentioned this last year. They were the, the losingest studio. They, I think they lost the most money maybe even two years in a row, though... Granted, not a lot of films came out in 2020. In 2021, they were easily the biggest loser. I mean, during a year when I thought that it was going to clearly be, like, that it had to have been Disney, Warner Brothers beat them by a mile. And a lot of it has to do with them having the day-to-day release model on HBO Max, but I would say a much bigger factor is that they just weren't putting out good movies. They were putting out really bad movies or subpar movies or mediocre films. Some films that some people on this channel might even like. Looking at you, Godzilla vs. Kong. Again, some people may have liked the big kaiju battles, but ultimately the film was lacking in substance. So you, you look at films like that, and when that's the best movie you have, or one of the best financially at the very least, 
that's not a lot to write home about, especially when you have massive 200 plus million dollar losses with films like Matrix Resurrections upon many, many others. So it's not really all that surprising to me that Warner Brothers is trying to, quote, write the ship. Again, it's interesting, to say the very least. It's interesting to see how they are making this stuff work. Saturday B is correct. Tina is the Discord. That is absolutely a fact. She is absolutely the Discord. No doubt about that. <laughs> Jonah Wingster is a member, says Shia LaBeouf, Michael Scott. <laughs> he's, again, he's just so interesting. His, his entire, his entire uh, story is just amazing to me. And I haven't even watched the film that I really want to see from him, which was, was it Honey Boy? The one that was somewhat uh, autobiographical or somewhat biographical in the way it presents the story of like a child actor and the overbearing father and things like that. Um, Because I remember seeing an interview when he was talking about that movie and he was already at a very weird stage of his career. Like he wasn't, he was, he was kind of in a, you know, a bit of a stasis, I guess. I saw him on like one of his late night interviews and it was just very interesting to see, like, because he didn't seem like he was stoned or anything like that. Uh, he seemed sober. Um, but then apparently, like, not long after that, he kind of fell off the wagon again. And and now again, uh, it seems that he has, has picked himself back up. But now it's 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 a conversion. So it's it's pretty amazing. It's, it's again, it's pretty amazing to see. Mark Ogwis says Shia LaBeouf. Uh, he was great. Yeah. I mean, he's a very talented actor. Very, very talented actor. If you, uh, if there's any movie that I could recommend, and I, I know that uh, Laura had mentioned this on a previous stream as well, The Peanut Butter Falcon. I mean, that movie is just, is just phenomenal. And, and his performance in that film is also great. So, yeah, Peanut Butter Falcon, it's just, I think, such an important movie too. Uh, very, I would say also a very pro-life movie in, in various respects because of the dignity of the human person that it shows. So you look at his career choice, you look at his career path, you look at the films that he's chosen to do, and again, there's a lot of things that he could have done. There's a lot of things that he could have done career-wise, and he has almost decided to push away the easy path. And so I respect him from a career perspective because of that. And then also I look at his conversion experience, and again, I pray that it continues. Um, yeah, I saw this uh, Soul Assassin needed tag, but I did see this as well. Yeah, um, yeah, the actress that played, uh, his sister and even Stevens, um, I know her name, I just, it's, you know, blanking off the top of my tongue, but yeah, she talks about the entire experience, she's, she's been making several videos talking about Hollywood and just basically how terrible Hollywood is, <laughs> it's pretty great. Uh, Super says, oh, and he will not divide us was the golden age of 4chan. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. David L says, I will wait and see for now. Shia is as much Catholic or potential as Nancy Pelosi. There's a lot of CINA Catholics in name only. David L, again, we have to assume and, and presume the best. Like that's one of the parts of, of, of charity. And that's something that I, I sometimes definitely struggle with. Um, when it comes to Nancy, Nancy Pelosi, that's someone who has used her Catholic identity in various ways to perpetuate her career and has had decades of her career pushing anti-Catholic stuff, whereas Shia LaBeouf has lived a, a very precarious life but has now gotten to a point of conversion. Very, very different. You really can't compare the, those two at all. And then in that interview, as I mentioned, the dude's talking about the Latin Mass. The dude's talking about traditional Catholicism. So, again, that's not the direction that the that most of the CINAs, 
as you as you label them, that's not the direction that they would really go in. And again, obviously, we have to still wait. He has not completed RCIA. And even if he does complete RCIA, even if it does get confirmed, it's a lifelong journey. doesn't end there. That's why we got to pray. We got to pray for him. Pray for his conversion. Pray for his strength. And uh, yeah. Let's see. Rob D says, Shia LaBeouf needs to go back to Camp Green Lake and dig 600-foot hole. No help from zero this time. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. Going back to the classic holes. Let's see. Rosie G, uh, Rosie G says, I hope, uh, I hope Shia is sincere about his conversion and not using this for PR for his new movie and troubled career. Yeah, I am not either, though. I, I would say that going to, I mean, going to Robert Barron, Bishop Robert Barron, it might make it big in the Catholic community, which I guess you could argue, well, who's going to go see the Padre Pio movie? But I don't know. There was something about the way in which he spoke that it just really, it did come across as authentic. And again, I do think that bringing up the Latin mass, especially during the age that we live in, right? During the age of Tradiciones Custodes, during the age in which bishops are, are shutting them down in various parishes. I don't know. That just, to me, I, I just, it, it seems to bring a level, a little bit of a higher level of authenticity to it. That's just my own take. And again, who, who knows? And that's why all we can do is, is hope and pray, really. Walk 55 what's going on? Thanks for being a member on the channel. Good morning, or rather good evening to you. Uh, Laura says, uh, Ryan does have an unfortunately round noggin. Oh, uh, yeah, again, it can be an absolute fact, no doubt about it. And again, Amber Turd is also accurate of the, of, of one of, <laughs> the many things that was came come up during the trial of her pooping on the bed. So those are all true. But as I said, uh, Jackie Bucks says, you know what the world needs right now? Another Terminator soft reboot with most woke messaging. Yes, that's what we need. We need another. See, you know how in the last one, uh, spoilers for anyone who cared. You know, in the last one, you had an, a, a CGI younger CGI Arnie, um, you know, shotgunning, <laughs> um, Oh my goodness! Why am I blanking out? Uh, John Connor, uh, just uh, shot, you know, shotgunning, you know, uh, John Connor in the face. Um, yeah, instead of that, it should be him coming back and like him bringing him to because this is how they get the nostalgia. Him, him bringing him back to the same like metalworks factory or wherever where the original Terminator was destroyed, the chip and everything. And then, and then just melting, and then just throwing John Connor in, into there, and just you know, showing him just getting burnt alive, just just to make it so that it's clear how much they hate the fans. That's what they should do, because it was already bad enough by having that in the last movie. But they really, I think, need to kind of hit it home, you know, because then then you're really hitting that nostalgia, you know. Maybe even have it be where. You know how they were able to do this in uh, the Orville, actually. One of the better Orville episodes was them uh, being able to... Actually, no, not the Orville at all. Um, this is actually even old. This is actually older. Sorry, uh, DS9. So DS9, you know, even many decades ago at this point, was able to put themselves into a uh, original series Star Trek episode. And they actually did it pretty well. So if they could do that back then, Lord knows that they could do that now, too. How about that? How about that? That that way, it's abundantly clear how they feel about the fans. They go back and they just re <laughs> reshoot somehow the sequence. So instead of the Terminator sacrificing himself, the Terminator instead just you know pulls John Connor into the lava, and then you just see blah 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 blah. But it's John Connor. How about that? 
Oh, man. Because at least they'll be honest there. 70B says, do you ever feel the need to correct the FNC panel who say things like Ryan Roundhead or Tease? Uh, again, it's one of those things where I... It's it's always tougher in that environment because I'm actually on camera with other people who are speaking, and it's already so difficult to actually get a word in edgewise <laughs> with so many strong personalities. So do I feel an urge several times during the stream to say something? Absolutely, but it's it's very hard to to even get just a, a basic comment about nerd stuff in uh, sometimes. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, pick pick of the battles. Got to pick the battles. Let's see. Soul Assassin had to say, speaking of Ryan Johnson, he's going to be in an interview defending The Last Jedi. Sounds to me like he really wants the trilogy. Interesting. Yeah, and that's amazing because you're seeing this shift happen the last couple of years, especially where people who might have used to defend The Last Jedi have either become softer on it or have downright even said, yeah, you know what? It actually may have not been that great of a film. It's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing to see where things are now versus where they were. It's, it's cool to see that happen. General Wingster, yes, but Ryan does have a roundish head. I'm just making a scientific observation. That is true. But that's not the way that people were, were using it. Anyway, John Evan Bear tried to say, what if news came out Ezra Miller murdered somebody just weeks before Flashpoint comes out? Uh, Warner Brothers would be in panic mode. Yeah, and I would still also have the same opinion that I have now, which is, okay, if it was an allegation versus, okay, there's actual evidence that he's done something and he's arrested because of that evidence and then there's an actual trial where we can actually look into that evidence. Because again, if, if all we have are allegations of the worst things that he's done, I'm not saying that I don't think he's guilty because just part of me thinks, okay, seems like what's going on with him. It seems like some of this stuff is probably true. But again, just because something seems to be true, doesn't make it true. So again, I'm going to treat him just like I would want to treat anyone else. As I hear one of my dogs snoring behind me. That's adorable. <laughs> Uh, yes, indeed, 70B mentions, please make sure you smash that like button. Does mean a lot. Thank you. General Meister says, the stream showed up on my subscription list earlier, but disappeared when you went live. Interesting. Again, they must be playing around with those things again. Uh, Johnny Skinwalker, what's going on? Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the chat. Dad man walking. Thank you for stopping by. Super Anime says, context, Wonder Brother out of the cash. When I sent that, uh, when I sent that, we were talking Shazam. That speculation came from the Hollywood Reporter to explain all the delays. Agree with you on Aquaman 2. It's also reported that uh, Zaslav doesn't like it. Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> There's not a lot to like about it, to be honest. Uh, just about that universe, I would say. Uh, Basil says, it is pronounced like Basil Exposition. It's my confirmation name. Ah, St. Basil. Nice. But that's with an S. Why? Why? Why'd you choose the Z? Why'd you choose the Z? That's what I would want to know. But thank you for confirming. I appreciate it. Uh, let's see. Laura says, oh, speaking of audiobooks, I bought Critical Drinker's new books. Let you guys know if it's good. Thank you. Yeah, definitely do. Glad to hear that it is available in audiobook. That's awesome. Jonathan Bear says, I loved watching Fern Gully as a kid. It's a lot of fun. Even watching it as an adult, you're like, ah, there was a lot of, a lot of nature green agenda propaganda in the film but hey it at least did it in a fun way <laughs> i could still look back at the film and enjoy it <laughs> even even for the you know environmentalist clear environmentalist agenda at least it makes sense 
Let's see. Crafty Tyke says, Great to see you on Friday Night Tights. Last night was a fun episode, and you were on form, suffering here with anxiety, but slowly winning. Hail you in chat. Hey, man, I totally understand what you're going through, so stay strong, brother. You got this, all right? You got this. Um, have a goal. Let that goal be your driving force. Um, this is always what's held me in the past. But thank you. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's, it was great being on again um, after not being able to go on last week because of uh, different confusion. By the way, thank you for everyone who has supported my social media purge. If you've wondered, hey, why isn't Node on social media anymore? I purged social media. I was just like, I can't can't do it anymore. It's just it, it wasn't good for me in a you know mental wasn't good for me mentally. wasn't good for me spiritually. And uh, obviously, there's a lot of other things that go into that which I need to work on myself. Uh, especially the spiritual aspect, because that's only that's something that only I, through the God's, through God's grace, can actually accomplish. But I can say that this week has definitely been just a lot better, and I think that a big part of why I, I think a lot of reasons why the show, at least last night for me, at least, was a lot more fun, was because I was off social media, so I, I wasn't seeing all the stuff that normally gets posted, and you know, again, it, it just it, it's amazing how much social media can affect one's mood, you know, so. Yeah. Let's see. Ryan Dole's had to say it might just be me as Gen Z boy, but after watching Avatar, I'm not interested in any other James Cameron films. Too boring in my eyes. Uh, if you mean future films, I totally get it. If you mean past films because you haven't seen them, I would definitely recommend some of his past films. Some of the best films of all time were made by James Cameron. And then he went to Pandora is typically how I view it. That's how how that's how his career works in my head. I'm sure that there's another uh, you know line of delineation that one could look for, but not me. All right, here's where Tina said her goodbyes. Uh, let us see. Do 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 do. Stephanie B, I don't do the Discord. It's okay, Stephanie B. And that, that's why on the Discord I've asked, okay, so is there a good alternative? Is there is there a good chat alternative? Because I've got things like Telegram and Signal. I've considered launching a channel on Telegram because basically it would work similar to Discord. But obviously there are some people that like Telegram or already use Telegram. So it would be more so for people. It's like, hey, if you happen to already use this platform and you would be interested in it, maybe I would be interested in launching it. So that way you get notifications that way. If YouTube notifications aren't working for you, that again, I, I'm already, I feel like my hands are already full with the Discord and obviously I still have locals as well. But again, those are the communities. And that's the reason why I support those over just like the general social media platforms. Because though there is definitely an element of community, there is also a, a much bigger element than that typically in there. And... um I don't really find those to be the same within the Discord server, within um, within the Locals channel or anything like that. So, anyway. Sage of Rokaseka, what's going on? Salvete Amici, what's going on? Sage, God bless you. Thanks for being here. Uh, where YouTube Me is, it's the morning, so good morning to you, YouTube Me. Thanks for being here. Appreciate you being here. John Wingster says, no, you don't Don't let FOMO of Batgirl get to you. But I want to. I want to see it. I have to. Laura says, the Jurassic movies in emojis. <laughs> Dinosaur hand. Exactly. It's the raptor hand. And it's amazing, right? How basically, <laughs> I think actually, is that a reference to, uh, I want to, where did that come up? I think it came up with one of the podcasts that I did with John Flickinger. Um, where we talked about like just the power that they have just to, to put the hand or did that come up on our show? 
Did that did that come up in uh in the chosen of a hollow stream? Maybe it came up during a chosen stream. I forgot exactly where it came up, but <laughs> it's pretty great. But yeah, that's absolutely how you can sum it up, no doubt about it. General Wingster says, uh, Halloween is thing, Escape from New York and LA, good times. Ah, oh, yeah, I forgot about Escape from New York. Uh, Big Trouble Little China, another good shout. Absolutely. Uh, Super says, oh, me too. I want to see Batgirl so bad. One of the entertainment uh, outlets was reporting that Warner Brothers employees held funeral screenings for it before it was deleted, and I wish they would have invited us. Yeah, that, that's kind of amazing. It is kind of amazing that... <laughs> That is the kind of sentiment they had. It also, I think, indicates just how bad that movie must have been because Lord knows that they must have been some of the most woke employees who were so excited about it for the wrong reasons. And so the fact that they felt that they needed to do that, it just shows you kind of the emotional instability that this new generation and current generation are, are dealing with and the extremely negative impacts that the last, uh, you know, decade plus of, Mal, you know, we have mal, now malnutrition, we have maleducation as well, and how it's just, in many ways, just brainwashing so many. Brightburn85 says, All Father, I know this isn't movie news, but I have to talk about it. Sony is charging more money for the PlayStation 5 around the world, but if you live in America, you pay the MSRP price tag. Ugh, that is not a cool thing. Um, though, I guess that their 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 excuse would be because of supplies and supply issues also i guess supply and demand as well still i i personally don't like that move at all peabody says well Warner brothers lost a lot of money same as other companies when digital music came into play yeah absolutely very similar to to music no doubt about it but uh, as far as like uh, again i guess I, that was trying to co- was that connecting to the Warner brothers being the one of the biggest losers of the movies well that's also because they put out movies that cost more than than any of those films had a right to cost. And so when they didn't make as much money back on them, it just resulted in, in massive um, net losses for them in the long run. So that that's really what it comes down to more so than anything else. David also has other great Carpenter li- movies, Escape from New York, Christine, Big Trouble Little China, They Live is personal fave. You may like Prince of Darkness. I forgot he did They Live. Yeah, They Live is great. And I'm all out of bubblegum. The Good Samaritan is awesome. Um, I, is that, is that what you think? Cause are you talking about the same Samaritan? I'm talking about the sliced alone Samaritan movie that just came out on prime. <laughs> Cause it actually is a pretty decent movie. And since you, since you brought it up, uh, and I haven't done any in-depth analysis of, of the films yet. So yeah, I guess the first film to talk about is Samaritan. So is a movie starring, uh, sliced alone, sliced alone. Now all I can think about is, is the, <laughs> comedian doing the yo what's up again my mind is just blanking right now you all know who i'm talking about and what i'm talking about but anyway so samaritan star sliced alone and it is a story that is set in a comic book style universe where two brothers have superpowers and the powers consist of super strength and also that they are essentially invincible and they um because of that the people that where they grew up are are scared of them and so when they uh, and their family go to sleep at night, they lock the doors and set their house on fire, killing their parents. And the two sons are left, of course, orphans are left without their parents. And so they grow up. One of them grows up. Tale as old as time, right? One of them grows up to be a superhero fighting for justice, while the other one grows up to be a supervillain trying to get revenge on a world 
that uh, resulted in the type of, of hostility that led to the death of, of his parents. And, of course, these two become uh, major, uh, you know, major fighters of one another, right? Major rivals of one another fighting each other. And one of them, the bad brother, the evil brother, he has so much evil and malice in his heart that he forges a weapon, he forges a hammer with all the anger that he has. They never really quite explain how that works. It's clear that there must be some element of magic or mysticism in the movie for this to be effective. Um, but the brother creates this, and it's the, we- it's the only weapon that could possibly uh, you know, hurt or damage or kill uh, his brother. And so we find out that they fight, and then there's a massive explosion, and then we're told that both brothers died in the fight. Or did they? And then, of course, the elements of the film come into play where it seems that Sly is alone. One of the characters, one of the brothers is, is, you know, is still actually alive. The character of Samaritan, the good guy. And again, I won't go into much of the details other than that because otherwise it will spoil the movie. Um, and it is a relatively new one. Not that the spoiler is not hard to see coming or anything like that. But ultimately, it's a fun movie. It's a fun movie. It's again, a, it's, I don't think it's based on something previous. Maybe it is. Again, correct me if I'm wrong. But it's fun enough as a film where you are just entertained. Uh, again, acting is not bad at all. The uh, CGI is, is, is mostly passable up until the final scenes where you're seeing a lot of fire and flames and it just looks very, okay, yeah, there's just a lot of green screen, blue screen, whatever it is that y'all are using. Um, then there's also some flashbacks where you see Sly Stallone's face and it's a younger Sly Stallone and it just looks really, really bad. Again, it, it makes the CGI of young Luke in Mandalorian look fantastic and that's a lot coming from me. So, yeah, not good. But ultimately, the story, I would say, is, is decent enough. I, th- I think I ended up giving it three, three out of stars. Three, three out of five stars. Um, so I, I give it a C plus, B minus. Entertaining film. Not the best film in the world, necessarily. But I think it'll keep most people entertained. If you like Sliced Alone, you like seeing him in an action film. Th- there were some pretty funny moments, actually, with him. Because he's doing these fight sequences, right? Where he's just beating people up with the super strength. And then a couple times, like, he has to, like, get a breather. And I thought I was like, okay, I can kind of appreciate that because it's like, okay, he's you know beating up all these people who are much younger than him. Obviously, he has superpowers, so it's a little different. But it's also still showing that, yeah, he's still older. He's still older. It's on. It's on Amazon Prime. It's on Prime Video for anyone who is interested in it. And yeah, I would say if you are interested in a C plus B minus style film with uh, sliced alone, you can check it out. All right, Kimberly G, what's going on? His member says, I thought uh, I thought In the Mouth of Madness was a good Carpenter film. Never seen it. Buford T. Justice, what's going on, Buford? Hail to you. Thank you very much for tagging. Uh, rather, thanks for the $20 super chat, Buford T. Justice, saying, I only liked the 2014 Godzilla. The other two had terrible dialogue, character development, and story. I enjoyed 13 Lives, just a straightforward, solid movie. You need to watch Raiders of Justice with Mads Mikkelsen. Well, I do like me some Mads Mikkelsen. So, Raiders of Justice, okay, might have to check that out. Um, so, yeah, a couple things to unpack there. One, completely agree with you. 2014 Godzilla is, in my opinion, the only good modern era Godzilla. Of the MonsterVerse that they've built for themselves. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think that, you know, King of the Monsters, I don't think was good. If if people liked it because they liked the kaiju battles, hey, okay, if, the, if you like kaiju battles, then they're there. But you, you can't just say that there's a good story there and that there's good dialogue there when there really isn't. Because ultimately, all three of the films really focus so much more on the human element than anyone else. 
But the only film that actually does it well or does it in any type of effective manner is the first one with uh, Brian Cranston. So that's the only film that, yeah, I, I really cared about at all. It's the only film that I would actually be interested in rewatching because everything else that came after it was just was just crap or just at the very least not very good. Not not really worth the time to invest into it because a lot of them were, were very long, too. Uh, let's see. Tony over on Honest, he says, Top Gun Maverick didn't go to China. Can't they make a little extra on the back end here? Can't we wait for the steelbook if they don't give the CCP money? But Tony, that's just the thing, though. They made over 500 plus million in net gain profits without having to go to China. So th- they've already done that. They've already shown that they could be successful and they've already made massive amounts of profit. They've already made massive amounts of profit. They are the most profitable film of the year, to my knowledge based on how much they spent and how much they've made. Maybe you could say, because technically it was last year, Spider-Man No Way Home, but even that film, you're looking at, <laughs> you're, still, you're still looking at films that, that have made almost, you know, very similar massive amounts of money, like massive piles of money. So could I wait? Can I wait? Absolutely I can. But I can also still complain about it. I think they're getting greedy when they don't need to be. That's just my own thought. But I appreciate yours, Tony, over on Odyssey. <laughs> let's see. Sage says, let's not forget that just do it. If that means follow Jesus, I'm glad Shia is following his own advice. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. Amen to that. Super says, and Warner Brothers only has themselves to blame. I don't love everything Discovery is doing, but when you blow off your owner, AT&T, and release garbage, this is what you get. Exactly. No doubt about it. Let's see. Rob D says, uh, the next woke Terminator needs to have Kyle Reese, Sarah Connor, and Arnold Terminator, Robert Patrick Terminator, Sam Worthington Terminator, and Robocop machine gunning John Connor. Yes. And then all of them need to be melted. And then they need to just have just it be a, a team of whammon. And that's all you get. That's what they need to do. If they really want to like give, again, give that middle finger to the fans, that, that's how they do it. Pevi says, pulls John Connor into the molten metal. He is just trying to keep him warm. <laughs> He's just trying to keep him warm in the cold months. <laughs> uh, let's see. Jackie Buck says, Ryan Johnson is merely one of the four horse persons of Star Wars Apocalypse. I will hate The Last Jedi for all eternity. Well, especially for what it did, you know? Um, even though it's not the worst. I mean, I, I, I'm just going to say it right now. I, I think that it's it's easy to argue that Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker is objectively a worse movie. Now, do I think that The Last Jedi had the the worst impact on the entire universe of Star Wars and just long-term effects? Absolutely. Absolutely. Which is why I absolutely dislike that film. But I do think Rise of Skywalker is worse. <laughs> it's just that as a movie, I think it's worse. They're both terrible, but I think it's worse. All right, let's see. Ju, uh, uh, Jiun, Jiun Wong? Let's see. Talking about getting a word in, can you shout out Clownfish TV's comic book, Crimson Wren, live now on Indiegogo, No Woke, BS, just family, uh, family-friendly fun. Always willing to shout out Clownfish TV. Um, I know that Tina, one of our mods who, who is uh, taking a break for the, for the night at this point, um, she loves herself some Clownfish TV. loves to share the clownfish articles over the discord, which is why again, you should follow the discord because uh, anytime there's new stuff that's worth talking about or interested in, she'll, she'll mention it, but yeah, always willing to shout out clownfish. They're good people. So shout out to 
Clownfish TV's new comic book, Crimson Wren. I will not buy it just because I'm not a comic person. That's just who I am. So <laughs> it is what it is. Buffalo Alice, welcome to the chat. Uh, I watched Samaritan, not Good Samaritan. Again, I'm trying to figure out what exactly is going on with that one specifically. <laughs> yeah, poor dad. Dad man's gone. Uh, 70B says, my dogs are begging for dinner. Mine ate dinner already. Uh, Soul says, which planeteer were you? Earth, wind, water, fire, or heart? <laughs> I did like Captain Planet growing up as well. But again, catchy theme song ultimately is what won me over. Captain Planet, he's the hero. By the way, I was teaching intro to philosophy during these first couple weeks of school. And the early some of the earliest philosophers, uh, Thales, who's credited as the first philosopher, Heraclitus, who uh, says everything is changed, there is no permanence at all, Parmenides, who says there is no such thing as change, um, but specifically Heraclitus and Thales, they all believed that the elements were the source of all things. So Thales believed water was the source of all things. Heraclitus believed fire was the source of all things. So, of course, as I'm teaching this and I'm going through it, the only thing in my head, and it takes everything within me not to... I do mention it, actually. I mentioned it during a couple of classes because uh, I was talking about the elements, and I was like, have any of y'all ever heard of Captain Planet? Of course, these kids have never heard of Captain Planet before. Um, and I'm always amazed whenever they have heard of something older. Um, but <laughs> it is always like kind of sad too. Cause I'm like, Oh yeah, you never experienced that. Instead. Now you're, you're getting, you know, just the indoctrination from real people instead of from, from cartoons. But at least those cartoons were fighting things that we actually can agree on, which is that pollution is bad because it is objectively bad. You know, again, it's the, it's the type of green agenda that a lot of us could agree with. Yeah, pollution's bad. We should fight. We should fight pollution. We should take care of the planet. And uh, things like Ferngully, for instance. Yeah, deforestation's not a good thing. We we should fight against it. We should create sustainable tree farms. And guess what? We have. We have. And and that's what we do. And in fact, it's better to use paper. Uh, paper actually is is it's better to use younger trees for paper than it is older ones. So, yeah, that's about as green as I get, though. <laughs> Like, I go as green as the logic takes me. Because when it comes to the green agenda going, you know, into things like climate change, it's like, okay, well, now you're getting into the realm of science and scientific opinion and scientific research, which has changed dramatically over the last 30 to 40 years, where we once were supposed to be in an ice age and we're now supposed to have melted ice caps and Neither of those events happened during that time frame. And so now we're given a new time frame and we're just expected to believe it, not understanding that we're in a constant state of flux with information constantly coming in and changing and adapting. And again, all these things going on. So, yeah, it's one thing to talk about things that actually are based in logic and, and make sense. It's another thing to go into very heady topics that eventually are just like, okay. Now you're just making this into a political issue, and I'm just going to let the scientists talk it out and fight it over. John Evan Bear says, Tim, uh, Tim Curry's character in his skeletal form of Ferngully is so metal. Dude, that movie is so trippy. You look at that movie, you're like, they would not make this for kids today. Even with the environmental messaging of that movie, they would not make that movie for kids today because, one, they, I don't think, have the capacity to make something as creative as that movie was, and two, because there's some creepy imagery in it. You're totally right about that. John Evan Bear. But yeah, T Tim Curry's character is so... Oh, 
Everything about that is so great. I read Drinker's a book on Kindle. Good read, it says Nearside Cyclops. Nice. Good to hear it. Thumbs down for Pandora. Absolutely. Not the app, by the way. Talking, <laughs> We're talking about Pandora the Planet as established by James Cameron's avatar. For anyone interested. Let's see. Mr. Piotti says, I am terrible at text. Always read it. Always read it wrong. Only joined Twitter to follow you, but don't use it. Uh, face for family, uh, but only, but don't use it. Use Facebook for family and friends. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and um, yeah, and it's funny because, yeah, I'm, I'm not on Twitter anymore either. So yeah, that's why, I mean, the, the Discord to me, I think is just the best place because you have all the different channels for any of the different conversations that you want to have with the people. You can also direct message. And then there's the voice channel, video chat channel. One thing that's been cool is over on uh, Gary's channel, over on the Nerdrotic channel, people have been hosting movie nights and just have just been screen sharing, watching their movie and people can join in and watch. Again, I think the legality is in that gray zone because it's like, how is that any different than you inviting people over to your house to watch a movie? Again, I understand that there is a difference, but still there is, I think that interesting dynamic to it. Um, and uh, I've thought about creating a channel for that, actually. Uh, so, again, I do have a new text channel on the Discord called Discord Ideas. And so if there's anything that you have seen in other channels that you would like to see me implement, especially since we're growing massively, uh, the Discord has just been on fire recently. Please, again, let me know if there's a text text channel you want me to add or if maybe you know a lot about Discord, you can let me know. You know, please do. Um... Well, so again, a Telegram is one where so I I could create a channel where again it's no different than Discord. You would have the link to it, and then you could join. So, uh, yeah, it's again that's 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 exactly how Discord functions as well, to my knowledge, at the very least. The only way to get into a Discord typically is to have the Discord link. So, yeah. Let's see. Rob D says, uh, do you get trolls in your Discord like DSP Gaming and Wings of Redemption? <laughs> Not really. I mean, the, the trollery in the Discord, I don't really think it is, it, it's all that relevant. I mean, I, I don't think that we have it much. I do have a couple of settings on. By the way, Sage of Rogaseka, literally, I mentioned it and tags me. And uh, in the Discord ideas, Movie Night Channel is a great idea. You've got my vote in favor of it. Okay. Well, Sage of Seca, very passionate about it, got got into the Discord so quickly. Uh, so yeah, definitely, definitely, uh, we'll we'll look into that, Sage. So thank you, thank you for your feedback. I appreciate it. <laughs> Let's see. Just the red shirt says a good similar alternative to Discord is Gilded. Um, I, is that the open source one? I've heard about a couple of other. Um, because obviously, I don't want to just go ahead and create a bunch of new. One. Okay, yeah, this this is the one that I had heard of. Yeah, I had heard about Gilded before. Apparently, it's it's uh, it's much more free speech. They're not doing what Discord's doing, which is like going into the actual Discords themselves and shutting them down and, and kicking members out and things like that. Um, so yeah, it's 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 intriguing to me. But to me, it's just another Discord. And again, I don't want to just create a bunch of new places um, unless there is a actual like demand for it. Meaning, if there's a hundred people who follow me and use gilded and like gilded. That's the type of motivation where I'm like, okay, well then there's people already there. So I will create something for them uh, that way that they can utilize it and I can 
be there and you know have access and be able to share again for notifications especially that's like the main reason why i like the discord especially or why i like things like locals is because you have of course that that social dynamic but also it's a way of getting notifications when youtube notifications especially are notoriously bad so that that i think is the biggest thing about why i like those those channels the most there's just a lot of there's a lot of versatility there that's why i'm more open to things like telegram because i think there's just a lot of i mean there's recently they announced like 500 million people use telegram so it's like again i know a lot of people probably already have it so again just one of those ideas peabody says face to face you hear tone and read facial expressions in text nothing absolutely and that and again that's why i've gotten rid of my actual like the public social media, those are the ones where that was very prominent because when talking with people, it's people typically that I either didn't know or only knew through social media. Whereas with the Discord, it's people I know who are usually here, you know, every week. So even though I might only know them through text conversations, over time, you're able to kind of pick up a, a profile on them. You're able to pick up a, a general idea of personality and things like that. So that's that's why it just it always has has felt much different. Um, let us see. Super Anime Gamer says, hot take, PS5s aren't worth buying anyways. Um, well, I will say that for, for those that are PlayStation gamers and for, for those that like PlayStation specific titles, which I think still exist, then it's worth it. The one that never makes sense to me is the Xbox because it's like, you could just get a PC and run all the games that Xbox has because it's, you know... Basically, it's a it's a PC that games, but it's locked into gaming for the most part. Yeah, you would have to do a lot in order to get a Xbox to become a PC versus your PC, which you could just you know run your Xbox games off of. That that's just again that's just my own you know. Seventy <laughs> B, are you yelling at me? Are you saying to fix fix my posture? How do you know I'm slump? How do you know I'm slouching? I, I've slouched my entire life. Never been able to fix it. Let's see. The Amazon movie, yeah. So it's not called The Good Samaritan. It's just called Samaritan. I figured, I figured, Mohammed, I figured that that was what we were talking about. So, But again, context is always something that's, that, that gets lost in uh, in the text chat. Kyle Dunnigan, that's exactly right. Yeah, Kyle Dunnigan. So anytime I think about Sliced Alone, all I can think about is is Kyle Dunnigan's impersonation of him. So thank you all for, for that. I appreciate it. Yeah, at home was at home was sliced alone. Sage broke a second mentions. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Peabody says was just saying Warner Brothers music was a big part of their company, and they took risks in other formats, and now they are not well. Yeah, and again, I, I think that it's just that people running it. I think people running the various parts of Warner Brothers just have never been very. It doesn't seem like they're very business savvy at the very least, long term. Um, if again, you, you would know a lot more about the music side of it than I would. So I, I'll take your word for that, but I could just look again from the box office perspective, from the movie perspective, just how much money they they've lost on these movies. It's just insane. Now to be, you know, to be fair, you look at the numbers they're bringing in on HBO and HBO max, you know, I, I definitely, they're not, you know, it's not like they are insolvent or anything like that, but as far as the movies go, movies are not really at this point, seemingly making back what, they're putting in Kimberly G says, I think kids miss out on real social interactions with social media now. Yeah. That's why we've been watching, uh, 
we had watched as an entire school, we watched The Social Dilemma, which is a very, very well done documentary until the end when it definitely takes positions on certain issues where I was like, "Mm, we're going to bring that up in our conversation because that's not cool. It's like beforehand, it's bringing up actual factual data about the effects of social media usage and, and things like that. But then it starts bringing up things about fake news and and then it brings up climate change as well and i'm like okay well now we're starting to see how you can never trust documentaries on their face because all documentaries even ones that you like have agendas you know so i'm sure that'll come up in our in our conversations but yeah it's it's so sad it really is sad uh rocky meets rambo wanna fight absolutely just the red shirt yeah pretty much (laughs) let's see brightburn says all father i think there's a lot of similarities between dc's league of super pets and disney's Lightyear, wouldn't you say um yes and no um big part of it is 110 million dollars difference uh Lightyear costs like 200 million dollars whereas dc league of super pets only cost about 90 million and last i checked dc league of super pets is is still doing actually okay it's it's not doing great i think it's still expected to to lose out on money it's made 135 million dollars so far on a 90 million dollar budget it's made 1.5 times its budget so definitely off from making money back but definitely a lot better of a position than Lightyear, which is at 218 million so yeah might have made more money and that's the thing that people always don't seem to get right you have disney shills that say well disney has the highest grossing films of the year it's like Okay, just because your movie's in the top five movies worldwide doesn't mean they made any money. Doesn't mean that they actually made their money back on what they put into it. Because that 1.5 times the budget, guess what? Because of the $200 million budget of Lightyear, it only made 1.1 times the budget back. So DC League of Super Pets is actually a bigger success. They're both still flops. However, Lightyear is about $150 million a flop versus DC League of Super Pets, which is probably going to end somewhere around 30 to 40 million, which is a little bit easier to recover from. Uh, I think I answered that question already. John Baker, what is going on? It's OK70B. Thanks for hanging out. Appreciate it as always. By the way, we got about nine minutes left in the show. So um, with that being said, I'll wait for the chat to jump one more time. And then once the chat jumps, I will give my thoughts about 13 Lives because it's a movie I was very surprised by. Anyway, Alex Harley says, Stallone and the Hammer of Evil. I want a Samaritan sequel. No, Alex, this is this is why. <laughs> so for those that are new, Alex McCarthy is our notoriously I have bad film opinions all the time person. Um, and we love him for it. He he likes just some of the worst movies. R.I.P.D. Movie, I think, is one of the worst films of all time. He loves it. They they announced that there was going to be a sequel. And he's like, yeah, I, I, I'm actually excited for it. So, no, you don't. You you don't make a sequel out of a film like Samaritan because when you have a again a C plus B minus level film, you don't do sequels. You say okay, that was okay, that was fun, one and done. I'm good. When you start to try to turn it into a franchise, then you're starting to basically ask yourself. Or I would say that if they made a sequel to it, they would be probably guaranteeing in the in the current age of Hollywood, they'd be almost guaranteeing a C minus to D level movie. If they try to do a sequel, just, just, just being honest, you know, <sighs> anyway, General Wingster says, we all know 98 Godzilla was the best modern one. <laughs> there was so much fish. General Wingster, 
that is a that is objectively true. There was a lot of fish. There were a lot of fish in that movie. You no one can take that away from Godzilla '98. No one, not even the biggest hater on the planet, could take that away. There was more fish in that movie. I will say Godzilla '98 is a lot more entertaining. I I will say I would much rather watch Godzilla '98 for entertainment value than almost any of the MonsterVerse films. Maybe Godzilla 2014 being the one exception. I just being honest. It's kind of like that that love-hate relationship you have with the Joel Schumacher Batmans. You like them and you watch them because they're so bad they're funny. I, I wouldn't say necessarily that Godzilla 98 has the same level of hilarity, but there's definitely some entertainment value to be had, especially in the terrible CGI. <laughs> Let's see. Super says, just checked. Uh, just checked. And Samaritan is based on a comic book. Super obscure, though. Never heard of the creators or publishers. Kind of cool. Okay. Interesting. Nice. Okay. So, Super, thank you for double checking that. So, it's not an original concept, um, which would have been cool. I think it would have been cooler had they created their own comic like character for the film. But hey, yeah, going super obscure. Probably also why it's the level that it is, because. They were like, hey, superhero movies, they're big right now. Oh, all of them have been done already, and we don't want to spend a lot of money. Oh, let's just pick this random obscure comic that maybe some people enjoy, but others will say, hey, it's a comic book movie with Stallone, right? (laughs) Oh, boy. All right, chat jumped on me. And again, we only have about five minutes left, so please, if you could hold off on the tagging, I'd appreciate it, because I'm probably not going to be able to get to all of those comments, so if there's already there, I'm going to try and get those as much uh, as much of those as I possibly can, because I want to talk about 13 Lives, right? 13 Lives is the newest film from Ron Howard. It tells a, uh, it's based on true events, right? It's one of those boats movies based on actual, you know, true story, um, and it tells the story about an event in Thailand where you had a soccer team and their coach went into a cave after practice, uh, right before one of the kids' birthday uh, birthday parties was supposed to be. Uh, a, a storm just comes out of nowhere, right? The monsoon season basically starts early, and they ultimately get trapped in the cave. And they are trapped in the cave for a good 17, 18 days by the end of it. And it tells the story about the very heroic rescue of uh, some of the divers from across the world who um, you know, were not military, they were just trained divers who were known for diving in caves especially, so it was kind of a specialty. And uh, it has uh, Viggo Mortensen in the film, who is phenomenal, as he is in everything, but he's just great. I-, I love him in the movie. It's just it's a solid performance from him, as always. You also have Colin Farrell in the film, who I just... I don't think I've ever said how much I enjoy Colin Farrell before, but if I haven't, like, he's also... That's why, as much as I know people like Johnny Depp, One of the things that made me the angriest in the last 10 years was when Colin Farrell turned into Johnny Depp at the end of the first Fantastic Beast movie. Not that the film was any good or really worth caring about, but I will say I was much more excited about Colin Farrell being the bad guy versus Johnny Depp. I was like, no, Um, that was me at the end of that movie. But anyway, Colin Farrell's in this movie, does a phenomenal job as well. A lot of fun accents in this movie. Uh, Colin Farrell has a very fun, uh, I forget exactly what, era or what what area from England he would have been from but he has definitely a clear dialect that he's going with there 
for his English accent. And then Viggo Mortensen has an accent as well. But it tells the story. It tells this true story of this just amazing um, heroic rescue. And I will say it is, I think, way too good of a movie to, to just be on Amazon Prime. This is also another Amazon Prime movie. I, I think it's too good. And the reason why is because it is it's so thrilling because these actors are underwater. Like you can see, okay, they actually did some of these sequences underwater. They have either the actors themselves or, you know, uh, actual trained divers, like whatever it is that they're doing, doing these actual like crawling through like what seem and look like caves to me, but clearly also underwater and some amazing shots as well, right? Of them like coming out of the water, right? The camera's like half in the water, half out of the water. Some really well done cinematography that really helps to add to just the overall drama and the overall suspense of the movie. It is very well made. So even though you're like, okay, this is based off of a true story, I could probably guess where this movie is going to end to some extent. But there are so many things also that you, you just watch. And I think it's actually better to go in not knowing a lot about the actual historical narrative because it just makes the story that much more compelling in a lot of ways. And just the things that they come up with, the, the ways that they uh, bring it about. The one downside the film has is that it's two and a half hours. I don't think the film had to be as long as it did. Um, obviously, I think that some of the runtime is added on because they are, uh, you know, taking their time through at, at, literally as they're going through these these cave structures that are underwater. They take a lot of time showing a lot of these underwater shots. So one, I appreciate that a lot. Two, by doing that, you feel the length of time. So on the screen, it'll pop up saying like time elapsed six hours and so you're like even though i've only been with this person for maybe a few minutes it's felt like six hours like it's felt like that amount of time um and and again it's just it's one of those experiences where you're just kind of like on the edge of your seat it was so intriguing i was like okay this is actually pretty good i was like an hour into it i'm like okay it's long but i'm into this i'm liking this i'm gonna go pop some popcorn and enjoy this movie and hey it was it was pretty solid so ron ron howard actually made good film here and uh, I'm going to give it an A minus. I think that it's a solid film. Some of the best stuff from Ron Howard we've seen in, in, in a while, I would say. And uh, I would definitely recommend it. Uh, so 13 Lives, Inspired by True Events, A minus. Um, acting is phenomenal in it. Part of the story being as long as it is might be because it also, and I did appreciate this, but they probably could have cut it. But again, I also was like, yeah, but I don't mind, but I don't I don't necessarily want them to have cut it because I actually appreciate that it's being talked about. So they could have had the story focused just on the divers because that story alone is pretty amazing. But then they also told the story about the villagers um, and some people in the area who were fighting a very real battle too. And that was the battle of trying to keep the water. So as this water is pouring down, there's sinkholes in this mountain. And so the water is of course going in, it's filling up the cave. And it was estimated that like hundreds of millions of gallons of water was averted away from the mountain by just groups of volunteers who were building pipes and building, like, using even, like, bamboo to build pipes as well. It was like, what? This is insane. This is amazing. So even though that story didn't necessarily need to be a part of the movie because it could have cut it short and had it focused more, had a more fine-tuned story about just the divers in it, I, I will say I appreciated it for being there. I appreciated the, the, the length that they spent on those characters because by the end of it, you're just like, you're just on their, you're just fully engrossed in it and you're just on their team. And so when they're happy, you're happy. When they're sad, you're sad. And so it's just, again, I think it's very, very well done. So definitely would, would recommend uh, 13 Lives, 13 Lives. 
on Amazon Prime. Um, Mr. Peabody, I'm not going to read your comment that you put in the live chat yet. Thank you for retracting it. Please don't spoil it. So again, it's based off of a true story. And so therefore, that information you might already know. Again, you might already know some of the information. But I would say it's better to go in blind because when you find out the story, it's just, it's really well done. So, uh, yeah, uh, I would say hopefully no one read that comment from, from Peabody. I know Peabody didn't mean to do that. Um, but again, I've seen the movie, so I know the story. Uh, I know how things play out. I know how things come to fruition, but many in the chat might not. So, uh, it, it is a relatively newer film. And again, even if it's based off a true story, meaning that it's accessible to a lot of people or people might already know about it. A lot of people probably don't know about it. Um, so anyway, all right, let's go ahead and end this stream going through some last comments. Uh, super anime gamer says rise Skywalker is funny though. Um, eh, kind of. Kind of, kind of, kind of. Jay Kitty Buck watched the first two scenes of Rise of Skywalker and said uh, a few grown-up words and turned it off. Rise of Skywalker's worst film, but Last Jedi feels a more malicious product. Yeah, yeah. Again, that that's basically what I was trying to say as far as like the long-term impact of it, for sure. Well, hi, Mark. What's going on, Mark? Hope you're doing well. Some crazy stuff going on chat yesterday. General Wingster, Ted Turner was the real villain all along. Oh, Buffalo Alice. The unawares, what level do you teach? Oh, for the unawares, I do. Uh, I teach the juniors, teach eleventh grade. So we focus mostly on morality, but we're adding in philosophy because it's good to have a philosophy foundation so that you can then go into morality, Catholic social teaching, sacraments, and then I'm losing sacraments next year, focusing on. Sac- but it's a transition year, so let's see. There's actually five elements, you know: Odin, fire, earth, wind. Sorry, fire, earth, water, air, and love. It is known. General Wingster, yeah, heart is love. That's why heart. That's why it's heart. That's why it's love. Uh, Hey, yes, Cornelius Schultz, what's going on? Welcome. We are wrapping things up. So, again, if I skip any comments, I apologize, but that's what happens. Ah, interesting. I did not know that. So, St. Basil is spelled with a Z from the Russians. I've just never seen it spelled that way before, though. guess it's the American stuff. So many social so many social apps, so little time. And that's why I'm glad that I've limited myself to just a few. Joe the Redshirt says, I met Odin in Dallas, and I can confirm that he slouches. Shh, don't turn me in! Cornelius says, what is your opinion on Netflix canceling Resident Evil? Not surprised. Crisco, there's a real mystique surrounding shelved and canceled films. Batgirl has to be the highest profile unreleased film to date. Especially if some of the rumors about it, like people trying to access it to download it, to like save it, and then not being able to because it was already off the servers like if things like that's true it's like dang 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 well 70b if you can treat if if you can teach me a a method of being able to somehow do that uh let me know Justin Redshirt says i've had a nintendo switch for almost a year and still in the box dang start playing some mario kart at least at least start playing some mario kart it's fun i don't play a lot of games either but Muhammad says, Lord of the Rings trilogy for the first Discord watch party. Again, I may not be able to participate in said watch parties just because of timing and stuff, um, but I I would be happy to try to create a channel so that others could host it. Uh, The one thing I will say is that if I do create a channel like that, um, I'll have to allow others to be able to share their screens, and that means to be able to share their video and stuff, which means that people who join in are going to have to, like, mute their mics and stuff and 
sometimes that can get a little tricky. So that's the only reason why I haven't done one yet, but it seems like there's some interest into it. So I might just create that channel. And then if you want to host your own movie watch, you can, and you can do it on the server. Super says League of Super Pets was actually okay. Unbelievable that it took this long for them to figure out Keanu Reeves should be Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's a movie that's not making any money. Watch Godzilla 98 cartoon series, much better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. JG says 98 is greater than 14. What? She just says 98 was trash. I agree. It is trash. I am not saying that it was good. Again, entertaining. I just, it's so bad. It's funny type entertainment is what I meant. Michael Hill. Yeah, you were late. John Wingster says he remembers hearing about this. Um, I will take your word for it. Michael H says 0% BP2 won't make a billion. Uh, that uh, Yeah, no, so Black Panther 2, I don't think. So for Black Panther 2, the only thing I've said about Black Panther 2 is not that it would be a billion, but that the domestic is going to be higher than what people expected. And again, it stems to the fact that the first film made over $700 million domestically, which no one expected that film to make. And that's higher than some of the biggest of the big Marvel films. So I think that its domestic number probably will be higher than what people expect it to. Whether it makes a billion or not, we'll have to wait for the actual movies themselves. Yeah, Justin on the Red Shirt would highly recommend 13 Lives. It's long, but yeah, it's a very compelling story to say the least. David L., so basically Odin is recommending an Opie movie. Yeah, yeah, I am. Uh, Odin, do you think 13 Lives may garner some Oscar nominations? It would not surprise me if it did. However, we also have to remember that I think isn't... Uh, isn't Viggo Morrison still on the crap list because of things he said and comments he made in relationship to Green Book, even though he was speaking about just, again, it's one of those stupid cancel culture things that happened with him. And I want to say he may even like have apologized for it, but isn't he still like supposedly canceled for that? I don't know. He's still a fantastic actor, though. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it did. Now, if the Oscars still meant anything, I would say other things about it, maybe. But do I think it could have some Raven Award attention? Aha, maybe, but that's going to be up to you, the people, because I let you, the people, decide uh, who gets in and who doesn't for our Raven Awards that we do every year to fight against the nonsense that is the Oscars. So um, anyway, let's see, make sure I got all my things. Stephanie B, yeah, absolutely. Take care of the pups. Take care of the pups, because we are basically done here, everybody. All right. So, yes, I'm trying to wrap it up. 70B, 70B, you go. 70B. 70B, you go, all right? Anyway, thank you all so very much for being here tonight. It has been a lot of fun. Again, Samaritan on Amazon Prime is fun. B minus C plus level movie, though. So, hey, take that for what you will. Might be worth paying for, like, $5 matinee pricing. That would be another way that I would describe it. But it is on Amazon Prime, so that might also be a determining factor for you. Uh, and so, uh, But I would recommend, over that, 13 Lives. 13 Lives, the newest film from Ron Howard, is phenomenal. It's two and a half hours long. Definitely on the long side. But... Almost everything about it is, is fantastic. Acting, cinematography, um, <clears throat> the visual effects as well. I mean, again, the fact that they use a lot of actual actors in water, underwater, camera in water, like all that stuff is just is just phenomenal. So anyway, huge shout out to that. Also, of course, got to give a huge shout out to my mods. Got to give a shout out to Laura, 70B, Tina B as well, who was here earlier. Thank you all again for taking care of the chat, keeping an eye on things. And luckily, we didn't get attacked by a bot tonight. So, hey, that's a huge win. But anyway, thank you for watching, everybody. Please make sure you smash the like button, light up the fire button. And honestly, you guys are all amazing and beautiful people. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your evening. And as always, God bless. 
And now for a huge shout out to all of my Keeper of the Bifrost and Chosen of Valhalla members over on Patreon, Subscribestar, and Locals. Starting off with my Patreon supporters, we got Chris from the 80s, who you can check out on YouTube, Garrett Searles, Hymir Irie Hymason, Jeff Toon, Joe Horn, Jonathan Carney, Laura, the Modern Major General Story, Father Luca Illich, Orange Hat Reviews, who you can also check out on YouTube, Rosetta Allen, whose YouTube channel's name is Eagle Rider, Stan Andre. Miss Martin Muses, who also has a YouTube channel, and the Empress of the Universe, Tina B, who you can check out on her show that she does with the amazing Stephanie B, my Valkyrie, uh, on a show called Soup to Nuts on Tina B's channel. Also to my subscribe star peeps, we got Matt317, who you can support over on Twitch, same name, Storm Tracker, The R, Fast Reaction, Mr. Roy, J-Rod, The Beer Guru, and Man, who you can support over at xtheboundaries.co. And lastly, to my locals, members. We got Miss Minnesota Hockey Fan. How about a hockey player? We have UAB Mad Dog Mike Jackson for the win. Brett D90 and Robert Barnes, who most people should know about at this point. So go support him over at InfoWars uh, YouTube and all the other locations that he is at. But if you want your name shout out at the end of every single video and live stream, check out that top link in the video description. Finds out all the places that you can follow me on social media and also all the various platforms that you can support the channel, which include not only shout outs, but also access to giveaways of 4K titles, Blu-rays, uh, tons of other stuff uh, like that digital codes and then also uh, a way to get access to being featured on the channel once a month for the Chosen of Valhalla live stream where we talk about movies, pop culture, and pretty much anything the Chosen want to talk about. So if any of that sounds interesting to you, check out the video description. There's also a access to a podcast that I do with John the Flick Pick Flickinger once or twice a month. And don't worry if you were wondering where the July episode is because of scheduling conflicts, especially with John, we were not able to get that done, but we will have two episodes this month to make up for it. So don't you worry about that. Anyway, you guys are all amazing and beautiful people. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always... God bless.